بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. Now that a couple weeks have passed for all of us after the blessed month of Ramadan and even though the month is over, we hope that we can keep something going from it afterwards. And that's a sign, we hope, for acceptance from Allah Azza wa Jal. We hope that it's accepted. And if it is accepted, one of the indications is that there's something positive that that remains and that continues afterwards. So it's not just about that specific limited finite window of time, but there's some type of positive effect that lasts even afterwards, hopefully for the rest of our lives. And we ask Allah for that. It's worth noting and paying attention closely to the different ayahs that we find in Surah Al-Baqarah, as we all know, in connection with Ramadan specifically. And you have this interesting, seemingly, break in topic. Clearly the topic of fasting is mentioned, is mentioned, is mentioned. And then there's an entire ayah dedicated to dua. And then it goes back to the topic of Ramadan. From this, one of the reflections that we can potentially infer, just by reflecting on the Qur'an. Allah says in Surah Muhammad, Allah emphasizes the the importance, the need for reflecting deeply over the Qur'an in a variety of different ways. That practice can apply here because you have the topic of Ramadan and then you have seemingly this gap and then you have the topic of Ramadan again. One of the reflections, one of the wisdoms that we can take away from this is What's the bridge between one Ramadan and another dua? How are we supposed to make it through the other 11 months of the year between one Ramadan and the next? One of the key ingredients in that to help facilitate that is to maintain some type of healthy connection with dua. Not just in Ramadan, for sure, but then even afterwards to try to keep that direct relationship with our Creator going, to ask Allah, to ask Allah, to ask Allah. Allah never gets tired of us asking Him. Actually, the more we ask Allah, the more He loves it. And sometimes we we may fall into this trap of thinking to ourselves that maybe Allah doesn't hear me, maybe Allah doesn't love me, maybe Allah doesn't care about me, maybe I'm too bad for my dua to be accepted, maybe this, maybe that. When... Much of the time, that's not the case. A very small example, if literally shaitan's dua was accepted, a person's dua being accepted is not necessarily in connection with their piety. There is that connection there, for sure. But there is also this example to consider that, قَالَ رَبِّ فَأَنذِرْنِي إِلَى يَوْمِ قَالَ فَإِنَّكَ مِنَ الْمُنْظَرِينَ he asked Allah for something. Technically, Allah gave it to him. Does that mean that Allah loves him? No. It's very clear. Sometimes, 
Allah puts all of us in different situations. That's a little bit difficult, it's a little bit trying, and there's that squeeze of the dunya. And we ask Allah, and we ask Allah, and we ask Allah, and to us it may look like we're not getting the response that we want, how we want, when we want, where we want, etc. But sometimes Allah just wants to hear our voice when making dua. And maybe that's why that issue lingers. Maybe that's why that issue remains. Because if we're pouring our hearts out to Allah, turning to Him with utmost sincerity, trying to capitalize on different sweet spots for dua in sajda, the last third of the night, in Ramadan, Friday before Maghrib, so on and so forth. There are different examples to give. It's not that Allah doesn't hear us, because Allah does hear us. Especially if we're actually trying to do good in our lives and we're trying to be people who Allah loves based on how He describes His love for these people. Allah mentions different categories of people who He loves in the Quran. So someone may be in whatever circumstances, whatever difficulties, whatever challenges, and they're calling out and asking Allah, and sometimes there is that immediate response that's faster than lightning. Prophet Musa alayhi salam ends up in a, a different land, and he calls out, "Rabbi inni lima anzalta min khairin faqir." Immediately, immediately things changed in his favor, and we may find ourselves making that same du'a, and we may not find that same day response that sets us up for the next 8 to 10 years, which is what happened with him. He ended up, beginning of the day, he had nothing. By the end of the day, he ends up with a spouse who's extremely righteous, her dad's extremely righteous, and her dad also ends up being his boss. So there's this family business, and as a boss, he's extremely righteous. SubhanAllah. Food, shelter, clothing, and now this Amazing family that he's now connected all within a day. If Allah did that for Prophet Musa, Allah can do that for any of us. Because Allah is Allah. Sometimes when we're asking Allah and we're trying to connect with these different sweet spots and different du'as from the Quran, different du'as from the Sunnah of the Prophet, sometimes what Allah wants from us is Allah just wants to hear our voice over and over and over and perhaps that is more beloved to Allah than whatever it is that's beloved to us that we're asking Him for. And at the end of the day, who's in the position of asking and who's in the position of giving? When we make dua, we're putting our hands out, signifying that we're literally begging Allah. When someone begs, if someone is really struggling and they're begging they're not going to go and make demands. If someone is homeless and they're outside of a gas station or McDonald's and you ask them, hey, can I get you something to eat? Yeah, please, I, I just, anything. What do you want? Oh, anything. Maybe this one, maybe. If you ask them, you know, one or two or three, they may even say, ah, just one. One is okay. They're not going to go up to you and make demands and say, hey, you need to give me this and this and this and this and this and then also that and the other and all these things combined and it has to be this and because they're not in a position of making demands. And the reality is none of us are in any position to make any demands in connection with Allah Azza wa Jal. We ask, we beseech, we request, we beg, 
we hope and we hand it over to Allah. And we hand it over to Allah. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. And then later on, we may want to go a certain down a certain road, and then maybe we find Allah guiding us down a totally different path. And to us it seems like it's the opposite direction. But then how many times over time, eventually, seemingly at the last minute, in the eleventh hour, then there's this change for the better, then all of a sudden we get to the end of that hiking trail and we end up at the summit and then we see this amazing view. And then we say, subhanAllah, that's why Allah was taking me through that rocky trail, that difficult path, that incline, which takes a lot of, it's a whole lot harder going up than down. But then once Allah gets you to that summit and then shows you that amazing view, we, have, we all have the same response. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So one of the Ramadan practices that we can keep going with us for the rest of the year is to continue asking Allah because Allah definitely wants to continue hearing our voices. Allah definitely wants to continue to see us turning to Him, turning our hearts towards Him. How many people, they want one specific thing from Allah, whatever it is. And they ask Allah and maybe they find it's not happening right away. So then they start to think in a good way within themselves, what kind of adjustments do I need to make for the sake of Allah? What does Allah want from me? Let me try to start praying twice a day, for example, as opposed to zero, to help, to facilitate in that process of asking Allah for that thing. Maybe I need to give more sadaqah. Maybe I should spend a little bit of time with Qur'an. And then through that journey, they want this one thing, and that's why they're making these changes in a good way, because they want that one thing. What happens over time with so many people? Those changes and habits, their entire lifestyle completely changes for the better. And then five years later, for example, Allah gives them exactly what they wanted, and more, and more, and more. And they say, Alhamdulillah, they're thankful. But then they reflect on it a few months later, and they realize, actually, because Allah didn't give me that thing when I wanted it, I started all these different good things. And now I value these good habits, this lifestyle, even more than the thing that I asked Allah for and what He gave me. Allah has His plan. And Allah wants good for us. Sometimes it's hard for us to see that, but through this journey, this process of dua and asking and asking and asking, so dua can even be thanking Allah. Dua can even be just... Just talking to Allah about how your day went, for example. All of that counts. Look at Sidna Ayyub, and I'll conclude with this. What does he say? Technically, he's not explicitly asking for something. He's complaining to Allah about the difficulty of his situation. And it's interesting to note that he never forsakes his connection with his understanding of Allah being the most merciful, as difficult as things were. He's separated between the two. This dunya is really giving me a hard time right now, but you're the most merciful, that's constant, that's permanent, that doesn't change. And Allah answered him. We ask Allah to answer our du'as in the best of ways that are best for us. We ask Allah to guide all of us and forgive us. And we ask Allah to help us to keep this beautiful practice of du'a going through the rest of the year. Hopefully until we see next Ramadan. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.